Hello and welcome to episode four of Gritty Reboots, uh, the show in which we take popular uh, franchises and uh, cartoons and movies and comic books and uh, action figures and uh, pumpkin soup and uh, give it a good old gritty reboot in the style of Chris Nolan, Sam Mendes kind of movies. So I'm MJ Dixon and uh, with me is... Lewis Cooper. That is me. And uh, we... Uh, Every month we take uh, one of the, those things and give it a good old polishing and a, uh, or an unpolishing, really, isn't it? Cover mm. it in crap and call it a gritty reboot is basically. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I mean, the, the basic premise of the show is that we take something like this and make it worse, um, and then you have to listen to us make it worse for an hour. That's mm. what we do best. Um, we should mention that usually about halfway through the show as well. Uh, it's un- un- unscrupulous studio executive Charlie Swinstein tends to swing in and throw studio notes at us. Um, right, while, right while we're in the uh, in the midst of of trying to make our reboots, uh, pitching our reboots. So absolutely uh, no scruples, that woman. Not, not just unscrupped. Not a scruple to be found. No. Um. So yes, this week we uh, we put a, a vote of the vote up and uh, the sh- the. It was between Masters of the Universe and Thundercats, and uh, Thundercats won out by. I, I, to be honest, it wasn't a landslide. It was a. Uh, it was neck and neck. But luckily, we flipped Michigan, and um, and there we go. We uh, we uh, Thundercats uh, ended up being the the winner. Um, yeah, I'm quite surprised at that. There. But it was With all the it was, votes that have taken place in recent memory. That's the most controversial, I think. Uh, of all the voting that's been done well, well to be honest uh, yeah. when you said let's do He-Man versus Thundercats I thought okay like He-Man will obviously win that mm, I thought so to be yeah. honest so I, I had like a whole uh, sequel to the 1987 movie with old Dolph Lundgren as King Grayskull plan I would love that it was I amazing would, I've been thinking about that. that film my entire life so this was my time to shine it. and then uh, Thundercats came along so for no, those know who how don't I feel remember, Ghostbusters. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> I well, know how I feel about the Ghostbusters one, yeah. <laughs> um, so for those who don't remember, Thundercats was a show that launched in 1986 and ran for th- yeah, four years, so. uh, three years with toys, I think. Um, and it was uh, the basic premise was that some cat-like people came to another planet after their planet got destroyed, uh, naked. Um, it was uncomfortable. It was very like looking back on it, it was a very uncomfortable kind of setup with all these kind of cat people arriving with no clothes on on like a, de- mm. a deserted planet. Um, and we followed their adventures uh, as they, uh, as Lion or Lord of the Thundercats, kind of learned to become a leader. He was like a child trapped in a man's body, is what I remember. Oh, his, <laughs> his cryo chamber didn't work. Um, the big problem I've had with this pitch before we start is that. They did reboot this in 2011 hmm. in a kind Very of like Final Fantasy well, style, and it's yeah. like the perfect reboot for something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I loved it. I don't so, think it did particularly well, but I, I really enjoyed it. And every I think... idea I had was I was like, well, no, that's basically the fucking 2011 reboot, hmm. um, which was really good, but it, it got cancelled after, I think, about 26 episodes. Uh, it was that, supposed yeah. to have two seasons, and it got cancelled after, after one. 
uh, was a real shame, a real travesty. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I think I remember so because watching of that, it on like, Sunday mornings or something. It's not considered the canon version of Thundercats again, which was the idea, was to replace the original canon with a new kind of more mature version of the story, I think. Yeah. Are you familiar with the most recent reboot? I am. Um, Thundercats Raw. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing until the other day. And yeah. Well, I, uh, I remember people being very up in arms when they announced it last year. Mm. Um, you know, because it's basically Teen Titans Go, mm-hmm. which is another show well, ruined by kind of like, um, I, I don't know whether you remember Teen Titans from the kind of early 2000s. Well, yeah, like a cool yeah, I'm familiar with show. both of them. And they rebooted it as kind of like a goofy animated sitcom kind of thing. I think Teen Titans Go is pretty good from what I've seen. I I, I watched the movie. I mean, after being a fan of Teen Titans, I really, really dislike Teen Titans Go. I get that. I'm a a big DC guy, though, so I like a lot of the little jokes and stuff. I uh, see. Yeah, I get what you mean, though. It takes me back to the days of slogging through 64 episodes (laughs) of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog to get to, like, 12 (laughs) episodes of the actual good show, you know. We're, men, tw- we're, we're men in our 30s. They don't care about us anymore. <laughs> well, got they should, money. because, I mean, the reality is I'm the one who's going to go and buy the toys. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You, you, like uh, my wife owns, because uh, in this house, there is always a He-Man Thundercats rivalry, but it's mm. between me and my wife. Um, so I'm I'm big Masters of the Universe guy, and Anna is a big Thundercats fan, big Thundercats girl. She'll appreciate me calling her that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, she has like every things. single, uh, I think every single toy from the 2011 series um, and some of the classic ones as well. Um, so that's her, that's her thing. I had assorted Thundercats toys as a kid. I, 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 I remember having the Sword of Omens, but I don't think I had a lion I think it was my brother's. I think maybe he lost the lion or something. But I had like my brother's hand-me-down Thundercats I remember toys, the... Um, not many. The Sword of Omens, um, it, the, battery, the battery compartment that held it in, like mm. everyone lost that straight away. Well, I mean, like I had like, the little one that came with the figure and I used to hold oh, it up right, my face yeah. like that when I was a child. <laughs> right, well, I had the full-size one, but like yeah, I didn't anyone I knew who had it, they'd lose the battery compartment off it straight away. And then if mm. you whacked it off anything, so obviously as a child, the temptation is to sword fight. Whack off, the, um, always. The uh... plastic vinyl of like the blade was so soft and hollow that it would just split and fall off. Like, mm. um, So like, it's very rare to find uh, a de- uh, one of those swords in decent shape now. I do have um, the... The glove of Thunder, the uh, the claw glove of Thundera. Um, Very nice. Well, that's Anna's. This is on loan from uh, Anna's. The Anna Museum. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, but we do have this rock. There, but it's gone walkabout. It's gone exploring barren planets, um, looking for sustenance. So, um, so uh, the first section of the show, as always, is called uh, Pitch Please. Um, and in that segment, we Lewis and I basically pitch uh, our ideas for a reboot of uh, Thundercats. So um, I thought we've been taking it in turns to go first, I think. So mm. I think it's my turn this time. Yeah, I believe um, so. Which yeah. is always good. The good thing about going first is, uh, is that if the pitches are similar, like, you're not, you're not fucked. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I had a real but... panic attack last week when you went... Uh, you went Adam's family, 
and straight out the gate our pitches had like a lot of similarities and I was like mm. oh it's going to give mine away here but luckily it, it it worked out quite well on the on the flip side it does make it easier when we combine the two so it's <laughs> <laughs> that's true we just go yeah we both yeah. made the same film Done. swings and roundabouts and so yeah, like I said, add bleach to it or whatever uh, <laughs> whatever like I, I said before we start recording I'm pretty confident we'll be quite dissimilar this week but we'll see I mean, um, you say yeah. that all the time. Yeah, but I'm just always confident. You know me. I be- well, I believe it. Because you're so confident, I believe you every Good. time. So it could be this. You could literally re- read the same pitch word for word after me, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, you were right. Mm. Because of the confidence in your voice. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> um, Life is so- 90% confidence. <laughs> and 60% every time. Yep. <laughs> uh, right, so... Um, well, without further ado, uh, my my pitch is, is it's, the, it's the longest pitch I've ever written. I don't even know how it happens. I had zero ideas when I went in, and uh, it's still You're three and a half. Guy. <clears throat> Once you get so, those juices flowing, here's my pitch for Thundercats. Please take ready? it away. Always. Uh, far off in a distant galaxy, a planet in turmoil facing its final days. An alien race that look like dogs, or perhaps jackals are under attack as we see that uh, it's people being picked off by bandages. What? Confused already. (laughs) We witness a handful of peaceful creatures uh, brutally slaughtered by flying pieces of fabric. Uh, The material slinks like a snake back to its master. Standing tall, we see uh, the shadow of a huge horned monster through the dust. It stands looking over the ruins uh, of a civilization as it lets out a low, sinister laugh and then takes off into the sky with its huge demonic wings. Uh, we move away from the ruins of the city uh, to the barren wastelands beyond, uh, across a vast nothing until we see uh, in, the, in the distance a dark black pyramid. We move upon it uh, as the figure lands outside the pyramid. Uh, the huge monster moves into the dusty old corridors of the large structure, and it, as it does, it shrinks to a smaller form as its tentacle-like bandages retract into its hooded cloak until it looks frail and old. A large sarcophagus, bloody hard word to spell. Uh, nah, I spell it like it sounds. <clears throat> in front of him opens uh, as, he stand, <clears throat> as he stands in the room. Uh, a voice echoes through the darkness. Is it done? Another. Are they destroyed? Another. Have you rid this earth of them? A final voice of the vermin? Uh, the figure turns. Although it's in shadow, we see a dusty, decrepit form as it looks out from, uh, from hollow eye sockets. Yes, ancient spirits of evil. They are destroyed, he says. Then you may slumber, the spirits chime, for you have once again protected our Earth. This third Earth. Mm. As the tomb it. closes, the Black Pyramid sinks into the desert below until it is gone and the planet is lifeless once more. 500 galacto years later because that is the, literally the measurement of time in Thundercats. It's like Rod and Todd. He's five space years older. I don't like this story. <clears throat> so I'm, 500 um, I'm taking years notes, later, by the way. On the third Earth, a ship approaches landing on the barren planet. The doors open and, uh, and from it appears two figures in spacesuits. The first figure moves out into the atmosphere, taking readings with some gadget. Then, they, uh, then the figure removes his helmet to reveal a cat man? <clears throat> His cat name man is Tigra, a scout for the Thundarian Empire. 
It appears the atmosphere is breathable and close to that of Thundera. The other figure removes their helmet. His wife, Chitara. But there's nothing here. Actually, I'll read in Chitara's weird deep voice that she has. Please do. But there's nothing here. Mm. That's literally almost exactly what she sounds like in the show. Uh, She says, uh, Our readings gave out signs that some kind of energy was emitted from this rock. And the planet is full of bountiful resources that could last a billion galacto years. Thundera will die within the next galacto, and we must find somewhere to ensure our race survives. I have um, galacto-free milk. uh... That's my favourite, yeah. (laughs) Vegan as well. Um, uh, We we see a montage uh, as as we see the inhabitants of Thundera arriving, led by General Panthro. Uh, the cats make their, their home on this new planet, building uh, a new city and a new civilization. They dub it New Thundera, ruled by the aging King, uh, King Clad Claudus. Fucking hell. These Easy to say. <laughs> um, and as they find themselves safe upon this new planet, they watch across the stars uh, as the last moments of Thundera. Uh, they watch across the stars, the last moments of Thundera, as it implodes upon itself. The king smiles to himself, his people, his son. They are safe, but Claudius knows that his time is short. I'd probably show this with him, like <coughs> coughing into a hanky, and then mm. goes, oh, uh, he's got a bad cough. Yeah, got a bit, bit, bit of red on it. Is that my lipstick? Mm. Oh no, I know what that. Yeah, means. you know, um, Lionel, Claudius' teenage, Claudius's teenage son enters the throne room. Um, he is admiring the source of the Thundercat's power, the Eye of Thundera. Um. He feels drawn to the eyes as he looks upon it. It suddenly gives him a flash of visions, the monstrous figure with horns standing in the fire. It screams as Lionel falls back. He doesn't have time to process what he saw as he is summoned by his mentor, bit of a Merlin type, I've written, um, Jaga, as they hurry to his father's chamber. He is dying, and his last moments, he tells, uh, he tells Lionel that he must now take the, the mantle of Lord of the Thundercats and, protect, and, and protector of the Eye of Thundera. A few days later, Lionel is sworn in as Thundera's new leader. And as the people gather, he is handed the Sword of Omens uh, and calls out the traditional Thunderian battle cry. Ho! Yeah, we were all waiting for it. And there it was. I was. Uh, the Eye of Thundera springs to life and illuminates the land as the crowd cheers uh, for their, young, their new young king. The light reaches out across the barren wastelands, beyond the city walls, across the desert, as it moves uh, under the red glow of the eye, a pyramid begins to rise. That's the noise from Thundercats when something went down. I don't really mm. remember. Uh, so I remember everything. I'll try, try. Um, Lionel was formally introduced to the, the new King's Guard by Jugger, General Panthro, Science Chief Tigra, and Captain Chitara. Uh, because, you know, why not? Um, people he has known his whole life um, will now be those who have helped, who will help him become a just and decent king. Also, Snarf is there, but he doesn't say anything because we want people to not hate him. <clears throat> As night falls, uh, celebrations continue across New Thundera. Lionel greets his people at the palace uh, when an old man appears in the centre of the crowd, dressed in a dusty red cloak. He speaks directly to Lionel, and the party comes to a stop. You have disrupted the earth 
and claim that which is not yours. The figure announces. Lionel addresses him. Who are you, stranger? Because he's got he's a teenager, he's got a deep voice. Who are you, stranger? Who dares disrupt the king on crowning day? The figure looks from under his hood. Ancient spirits of evil. <laughs> is that his name? <laughs> well, that's who's disrupting. So, nice to meet uh, you, he, Mr. He evil. He, he bursts from his cloak as his decayed, rotten body is revealed, covered in tattered bandages. They come to life like tendrils, piercing through Thundarians as he moves in on Lionel. Uh, the king's guard move to his defence. Transform this decayed form. A demonic wing springs from his back, swiping away Panthro. Into Mumra! Another wing appears uh, from his back, knocking the attacking tiger and Chitara aside. He moves in on the young king. The ever-living! He, his wings uh, fold around his frail body and then fr uh, from them appears the huge muscular form of Mumra, a demonic horned beast. Mumra is on Lionel in a second, ready to strike. Lionel is like a cat in headlights. Nice. Terrified. Uh, Jaga moves quickly, grabbing the Sword of Omens. He holds it out, but Mumra pierces him uh, with a clawed wing. Jaga uses the last of his strength. He summons the power of the Eye of Thundera. It hits Mumra. Uh, burning him as he retreats into the sky. Lionel runs to Jagger's side as he dies uh, in his hands. His final words, you must protect the Eye of Thundera. That's right. The Thundarians are in a panic as Lionel uh, looks to his guards for help. Panthro, what was that, Lionel says. Right, Panthro is a difficult voice to get right, so well, I'll give it a try. Like nothing I've ever seen before, <laughs> replies Panthro. <laughs> Tigra butts in, according to my readings, there was an that was the energy source we detected when we found this planet, but magnified by a thousand times. They don't have well, a measurement like size, uh, just mm. years, unfortunately. Um, otherwise, I would have used that. That's fine. <clears throat> Is it dead? Chitara asks. Outside the city walls, the form of Mumra rises from the ground, answering our question. His skin glows red hot from the, the sword's energy. Uh, he runs his hand across it. Such power, the ancient spirits whisper. It must be ours. Yes, says Mumra. It must belong to Mumra. Mumra looks upon the city. He places his hand to the ground and it, begi it, and it begins to crack beneath his grip. And the ever-living, uh, from the dirt, figures begin to rise. Skeletal, skeletal rotten corpses, jackal-like humanoid creatures. Rise, jackal men. Then vulture-esque beings. Rise, vulture men. Then large, <laughs> then large monkey men. Rise, very, very big monkey men. <laughs> Have you got that reference? You're too old. I love it. To be, uh, to, to I don't get that reference, but I enjoyed it anyway. Yeah. It's a reference to an old punk, uh, a ska punk song. Um, okay. Armies of monstrous I enjoyed zombie the, creatures. Uh, the phrase anyway. <clears throat> armies of monstrous zombie creatures begin to rise, uh, surround the city walls. Lionel and his generals move to the city limits and look down to see the growing army of creatures. Uh, they move on the castle. It's a siege. <clears throat> the Thundarians move to protect their city as the hordes move on the gates. They try and fight them off as Tiger uses his abilities as a master strategist to keep them from the gates. Some get through, but Panthro and soldiers from the guard uh, make easy work of them. Chitara uses her speed to snatch people out of harm's way. 
this is like a bit where you know they use all their unique Thundercatian powers. Yeah, yeah. Because being a fucking big cat person is not enough. No, no you've got special going skills. On. Um, so, uh, where was that? Yeah. Um, Chitauri used uh, speed to snatch people, away from harm, uh, snatch people from harm's way. Um, they managed to lock the city gates down, and from the moment they are safe, but the hordes are continuing to force themselves on the city. Momar realises he needs more brute strength in order to break through the city walls. He reaches into the earth and draws on a huge, monstrous demon dog, Marmot. I don't even remember Skelter's weird little fly, uh, Mumra's weird little flying dog that he had. Not at all, no. It is terrible, but... Uh, I believe you. Um, no knowledge of it. The huge demonic creature, fire burning throughout its body, think like the Balrog from um, Lord of the Rings. I know um, that. It attacks, making short work of the barrier, and the zombie creatures pour into the city, attacking the Thundarians. The main cats are trying to uh, trying to save as many people as they can, trying to get them to the safety of the palace. Chitara comes across two young children, their parents murdered. She got murdered, murdered. Uh, she gathers them up murdered. and heads towards the palace. She sees Lionel moving out into the streets, trying to help people. The horde uh, invade the city, killing anyone in their path. Lionel uh, tries to lead the soldiers into battle, but he's inexperienced and although obviously skilled with a blade, uh, he's no match for the forces uh, for forces this powerful. Tiger comes to his aid, but it's not enough, and they find themselves cornered. Panthro suddenly appears in the thunder tank. It's like one of those moments, oh yeah, it's a fucking thunder tank. I remember that, yeah. I'll be like, yeah. He gets Lionel, and they hightail it back to the palace, and the other Thundercats, obviously, but he's the important one. Um, And they hightail it back to the palace. Uh, At the palace, the Thundercats attempt to regroup uh, as the horde moves uh, moves in on the castle. Uh, The city in flames, the surviving Thundarians uh, cower uh, behind the castle walls. Panto has something up his sleeve. He brings Lionel uh, and asks him to use the Eye of Thundera to power the castle's defences. As he plugs the sword into the castle's power supply, I, I don't know. I'm just, nah, you know, what we'll I mean. go with it. It's like that yeah, thing yeah, of Master yeah. Universe where they keep the sword. Um, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, the fortress transforms into a huge cat shaped lair. Uh, a giant cat's head appears on top of the castle, and Pantro uses, uh, uses it, the, the, Pantro uses the power of the Eye of Thundera to fire down on the army. He sets the hordes ablaze and destroys the magic marmot. The gigantic. Uh-huh. Sorry. Um, enraged, Mumra brings down lightning, which is weird because Mumra has like weird lightning powers, but it's called Thundercats, but they don't have thunder and lightning powers. But well, thunder's just noise, isn't it? So yeah, I guess. Oh, well, maybe they're, they're combined. They make the perfect couple. They're all they're all just bluster. So they are. Um, so Mumra uh, makes it. Mumra brings down lightning, destroying the weapon, setting the place ablaze. The castle now in ruins. Panthro is injured badly. Uh, Mumra makes his move on the lair, smashing his way inside. He's greeted by Chitara and Tigra, but he makes easy work of them, and they are trapped under falling debris. Uh, because that's they are the worst kind of debris. And so they can't actually die. What? No, that's the worst kind of debris, is falling debris. It is debris. falling debris. Mm. Um, not as opposed debris. to falling debris, which is just debris. people called Deborah just... falling from the sky. Yeah, that's um, preferable. Although in 2020, I expect anything. Um, Who knows? In the throne room, Lionel makes a last stand against the monster. He tries to battle him hand-to-hand, sword-to-sword, but the sword won't work for him. Uh, Mumra throws, uh, throws the young king aside and moves in on him, ready to strike the final blow. Suddenly, the two children Chitara rescued earlier appear, using smoke pellets to distract the monster as Lionel 
is able to plant a final blow with the dagger-sized sword. Uh, Mumra uh, stops in his tracks and looks down. The sword is like a toothpick to him. Um, he pushes Lionel down and stoops over. him like saying him. that. He, uh, he pushes Lionel down <laughs> and stoops over him like an adult scolding a child. Why did you attack us? Lionel says. Uh, by the way, this is where it gets political. Oh no, I forgot about sorry. that. Sorry, oh, sorry. I, You're it, not sorry. It was, it, was you? Very, it was very natural. I'll be honest. Um, why did you attack us? Lionel says. We came here in peace, looking for shelter. Mumra reveals his beef. You have come to take valuable resources for your own. But this planet was plentiful, Lionel says. Enough for all of our people to survive in harmony. But we want them for our own. To go on living forever. He moves over Lionel. Uh, he, he moves on in on Lionel and leans over him. Who do you think you are coming over here and taking our resources? <laughs> Lionel looks down at the sword hilt sticking out of Mumra. He looks up at the monster and under his breath he whispers, Thunder. Mumra frowns at him. He speaks louder. Thunder. Mumra is baffled. Lionel reaches out and grabs the sword's handle. Thundercats. Ho! The sword springs to life, the blade extending, and it blasts the monster with the energy from the eye of Thundera. It engulfs him and disintegrates him into pieces. He is defeated. The energy depletes the fire across the city. Uh, and makes everyone alive again. No, it doesn't really, <laughs> because that would be a big ending. Uh, it depletes uh, the fire across the city, uh, and as the new king stands looking over the burning landscape, he realizes he has won, but not before so many of his people have died. Mm-hmm. One galacto year later. <laughs> The surviving Thundercats have begun rebuilding the city. Panthro now has a, uh, a robot arm or something, and Chitara and Tiger are fine because they are popular characters, uh, becoming foster parents to the two cat, uh, to the two young cats, Wily Kit and Cat. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's quicker than saying their name. The long way. But now you've explained it. It's, you've taken the time that. you would have. Yeah, oh. I got it. Like, it was fun. <laughs> Uh, a more confident and older-looking Lionel looks out across the barren lands of Thundera. Chitara appears at his side and asks, uh, With new Thundera com- almost complete, <laughs> uh, what do we do, my young lord? Lionel takes a deep breath and looks across the landscape. We rebuild, just like we've always done. And what if another evil should raise its head? What happens then, Chitara? He says. We'll fight like cats. Because that's the thing they used to say in the 2011 series. Right, um, got you. It's not that. So we do a big crane shot like in all movies at the end. Um, and then uh, as we move across the barren lands and deserts, uh, we come to a swamp. Within the trees, we see a twisted, gnarly structure, the shape of Castle Plunder. Ooh. A figure moves in on it, a lizard-like creature. It comes to the castle and moves inside. A shadowy figure sits on a large, mossy throne. My lord, the lizard... I'll do some voices. Niggle. My lord, the, lizard, <laughs> the lizard-like creature speaks. I have news. This better be good to wake me from my 1,000 galacto hibernation. <laughs> yes, my lord. It's the ancient one, Mumra. He has been destroyed. The creature stands, leaning on his huge weapon, not his penis, like a big, well, no, I didn't, a big didn't weapon. Didn't assume that. <laughs> um, well, that is interesting. 
Without our truce with the ancient evils, the Plundarians can become the rightful rulers of this third earth, and you will be led by me. He steps from the shadows to reveal a large, fat lizard man, King Sly. Cut to Linga Park. Linga Park, yeah. Doing a cover of the Thundercats theme. <laughs> <clears throat> or Lion's version of Transformers, because that's, Ooh. you know, why not? Yeah, yeah. So there we song. go, that's it. Uh, to be nice. honest, I haven't really done a lot of casting. Um, that's fine. Apart from, really. So I did think um, Panthro, Vin Diesel, obviously, because of the voice right. and the bald head. Obvious, obvious choice, although I've heard he's a bit of a Wally to work with on set. I'll take the hit to have an accurate pan throw. Uh, Lionel, uh, I can't remember his name, but they cast a young guy, um, Noah something, as He-Man. Uh, Sentino. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Um, they cast him as He-Man briefly last year and mm -hmm. then uncast him. I and mean, everyone mm -hmm. complained, oh, he's too small to be Lionel, uh, to be He-Man. Uh, but I thought he's just about the right size to play a young Lionel, though. Yeah, yeah. So I thought he'd be pretty good. Uh, Chitara, I thought, uh, what about someone like Ronda Rousey or something like that? You know, like, mm -hmm. I thought she'd be pretty good. Um, <clears throat> and then Tigra, I don't know, like... Danny DeVito. Doesn't matter, does it? Uh, I can't remember what he looks like. Hugh Jackman, there we go. Yeah, perfect. Um, and then Wiley, Wiley Cart, I thought you'd, uh, you'd do, a, you'd do a, a, a fresh casting for that, get some newcomers in. Um, yeah. Snarf would be voiced by Adam Sandler. Um, right. <clears throat> and then Mumra would be CGI, even more annoying. But I guess voiced by <laughs> Hugo Weaving because why not? So you do it. He's got to make money, hasn't he? So there we go. That's my pit. This that's probably the longest pitch I've done so far. Yeah, I like it though. You've, um, uh, you've covered all the bases there. That was like honestly, I went in with not an idea of what it was going to be about. Um, but it, it turned out it's a, an allegory for. Um, for refugees, so mm. yeah, I got that part. Which yeah. it kind of Thundercats kind of is, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> you didn't make it um, unnecessarily political. Yeah, I except say, so. I, I guess it... when he says, uh, "What were you? Who do you think coming you are? Here. Thundercats coming over here and taking our resources." <laughs> um, <clears throat> I thought for a second you were going to go in the direction where the Thundercats are the bad guys, and like you know, well, actually, it's all their resources that they've come so to. The I did start off with the plunder. kind of mixed messages because. I was kind of like, I ended up coming at it from like the refugee angle and the like Native American angle. Mm. And I was like, I got halfway through and those two things kind of smushed together. And I was yeah. like, okay. We don't want people thinking too much when they're watching movies. Yeah, I thought, you know, you've got, I thought I've got to pick one and run with it. So, mm. um, so I picked, I picked the one that I thought. Yeah, no, I think it works. Oh, represented Thundercats the most. Um, my favorite oh. thing about it is it's nothing like my one. So well, there we go. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty you know, good. If, uh, if if we all got reviews like that um, on opening weekend, <laughs> then we'd be in a good place. Eight out of ten. It's nothing like my reboot. Eight out of ten Thundercats. There we go. Oh, like the, like the, the TV show. That was yeah, good. Thank you. Um, well, look, I think it's up, it's up to you now, Lewis. That's. Uh, Give me the pitch. Sure is. Yeah, I'm ready if you are. Um, yeah, so mine's quite drastically different. I'm kind of coming in 
establishing early kind of the backstory and the whole thing kind of keeping it the same as the cartoon really like that you know they've come to third earth and you've, you've kind of established all that stuff already but we're going to start as i often do with a big battle scene just again to further establish the characters and like like you had we could have them using their individual sort of abilities and stuff like that um and we're going for kind of a moderate violence level in this bit. We don't want to get, we don't want to give it all away too early. We're going to, you know, we're going to shy away from anything, but we're not going to have too, anything too excessive. That comes later. Oh, by the way, this is a very, very clear homage to another movie, and I'm pretty sure you'll you'll pick it up straight away. But so. at the well, moment, you picked up my uh, Mark Scar punk reference earlier. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I just thought it was funny when you said it. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, so we've uh, yes, so we've got this battle going on against Mumra's forces, whatever, whatever you know, they, whatever form they take, they're like ogres or whatever, aren't they? I don't really know, but um, but yeah, so they're fighting them. The heroes eventually kind of rout them. We've got a few nice set pieces in there. Um, uh, Lion-O is obviously the big the big hero of it all, but you've got the, the other characters as well. They rout Mumra's forces eventually, and then they all disappear. Mumra himself is either not there, or he's kind of watching from the back. He's not really involved. He's just kind of you know he's letting them do the work. So they they fight him off and then uh, they run away and then they go back to the lion cave where they live. I can't remember now. What's it called? It's the cat's Lions. lair. It's called. Yeah, they go, they go back to their house. The cat the cat, the cat house, as I think we call it. <laughs> it's just a moderate cottage. No, it's um the big base and they're, they're celebrating the victory. They're drinking some cat mead. I don't know. I don't know what they drink. Um, there's a they're celebrating. They go, "Oh, good, good job today, guys. Well done, everyone." And you see, like Lino and um, the main characters, you know, all the ones we've mentioned previously. And there's probably the a few other. Yeah, yeah. And there's probably a few extra like cat people there just to fill up the numbers. Again, yeah. that will come into play later. Um, I'm sure they just have normal soldiers as well. Why not? Um, and then uh, Panther goes, "Hmm, where's um? They don't seem snarf anywhere. You haven't seen him for a while, not since the battle." And they're like, "Oh, he's probably, you know, he's." He's he's cowardly and that he's probably just hiding somewhere. I mean, he's like, yeah, yeah. dead, but you know. I mean, well, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he's he's hiding somewhere. He's probably up up in the the rafters of lions' lair. I don't know. It's, well, he's <laughs> up on, on the top layer of the uh, of the cat tree. Yeah, <laughs> and they're kind of going, ah, don't worry about it. It'll be fine, no problem. And then we cut to Mumra watching the celebrations on his thing that he has that he watches stuff through. And then a couple of his like little gremlins are there, and they're like, "Oh, we're sorry, sir, we lost the battle." And he's like, "Meh." He's like, "Oh, maybe it's time to take a different approach." And then he turns around, and they've got Snarf like in a cage, like he's been captured, and he's like, "Oh no, Snarf!" He's voiced by Patton Oswalt in my one. Oh, but, I mean, um... <laughs> but don't worry, that's not that's not a, a big part of it. And he turns to him, and he's like, Hoo-ha-ha. and then it, it fades to black, and you kind of go, well, "What's what's what's uh, what's his machinations he's got going on here?" So that's the next day. Panthro's out on the the balcony on the uh, the cat house, and he's you know he's got coffee, he's got his dressing gown on, and he's just uh, looking out over the With thing. Some chicory and checking out. Yeah, <laughs> and one of them's like, "Oh." Panthro with one, what's going on? And he's like, oh, you know, never rest. There's always there's always something else around the corner. Mumra's still out there. And in the distance, he uh, he spots Snarf run along and he kind of he goes, What's that? And he doesn't see him at first, and then he gets closer and closer. And there's some of um uh, Mumra's men chasing him like in like a helicopter or something and like shooting at him and that. Oh, like it'd be like comes... a, mum, a, mum, a mummy copter or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or the flying dog or whatever it was. Yeah. But um yeah, so he's uh he yeah he he's running there. Panther gets a sniper rifle. I don't know, and he shoots like the, the, <laughs> thunder, they have guns. the thunder rifle. 
yeah, that'll do, yeah. But he he takes them out, um, takes other people, and then Snarf gets back in. Oh, Snarf, you're safe. We were worried about you, sort of. Um, and he's like, oh no, no, I got away. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I escaped from Mumra. He had me, but I got out. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. Um, and then, uh, so then everyone kind of relaxes a bit, and it cuts to a little bit later in the day. And um, Snarf just had a little nap just in one of the back rooms, and that. And the Wileys, Kit and Cat, they um, they come and check on him, and they kind of go, oh, you're right, you're right, Snarf, you know." And he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't feel particularly good, to be honest." Um, and then, as he starts, he starts like you know convulsing a little bit, and then like his his back like, opens up, and then like these like tentacles and stuff start coming out, and everything starts going proper ape shit. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? This is uh, <laughs> yeah, not definitely not the direction I was expecting. Oh mate, I told you this is uh, this is uh, clear. Uh, homage I think you've uh, probably picked up on one now but <laughs> but yeah so and then it, it, all, it all starts going crazy and then we, you kind of hear hear things kicking off maybe an alarm goes off and the kids get attacked and then the the other lions uh, cats come in Lino comes in and he's like oh shit and he just sees this big monster and then he gets a flamethrower and then he just <laughs> he tortures him and he's like oh god I didn't want to have to do that but you know it was going crazy and they they check on the kids and the kids seem all right kind of thing like they're a bit shaken up they've been hit into a cat wall or something i don't know but uh, yeah, yeah yeah um and then you know there's a little bit where everything kind of calms down again they kind of have a meeting like what the hell's going on and then suddenly wily kit and wily cat they start being a bit funny as well and they start going oh no what's going on and they combine into kind of like a two-headed kind of monster sort of thing like you know just a big scary tentacle monster and then all the cats are fighting them kind of thing and they kill Tigra. Is it Tigra? Tigra, I can't remember her name. Tigra, yeah. She gets killed because someone's oh, got to get Um no Tigra's the one of the guys, isn't he? Yeah, Tigra's the yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. That's it. And then um they they kill him just because, you know, he's not important. Um and then Chitara is the one that kills them like she's the one that has to put them down you know they're all quite reluctant because it's still it's the kids kind of thing and then um yes yeah, so they're like oh no we've got to got to put them down so then we're, we're down to chitara panthro and lion and the few other assorted cat people um and they're all getting a bit kind of paranoid like what's going on like something's something's infiltrated our base here kind of thing and uh so lion goes and contracts uh contacts uh, jaga you know because he's the ghost and that isn't he um and like, like, like they're suspiciously similar to Obi-Wan ghosts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he goes and he says, ah, oh, there's, there's something going on. Like, we don't know what it is. And he's like, ah, oh, Mumra's using the old um, cat virus thing. That's uh, it's, And he explains kind of the, the premise that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's getting in. And it's it's going to be one of you at some point sort of thing, um, sort of thing. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's like, how, how do we know who it is? And I mean, I know it's not me, but what about the others? How do I know? And he says, ah, Lionel, you have to use sight beyond sight. You have to use the uh, the sword of omens to uh, identify who is the, the imposter kind of thing. So he's like, right, okay. And then he kind of gathers everyone in a room and uh, he kind of gets right, this gets to the bottom of this. And they're like, how do we know it's not you? And he's like, well, my sword's going to tell me. And he's like, Whoosh. that's how it exp- expands. It's, just kind of, it's like, that. It's like a like lightsaber. The toy, you just give it a bit yeah. of <laughs> And then he does the old give me sight beyond sight and he goes across like everyone and then um he gets to uh he goes through past all the, the soldiers and then pan through and then chitara and then like chitara just goes and, like she's she's the the thing now <laughs> and oh you um, you're not even trying to cover it up anymore now nah. um and then the, then they 
so then she then combines with the others like the the monster you know like when at the end of the thing where it turns into that big underground monster like she's like so it's got like a bit of snarf in there it's got a bit of wily kit and wally cat a bit of the other ones and then they just have this huge battle against it so it's mainly panthro and lion oh now they're my main two um so they have this big battle and they have to kind of blow up a big chunk of the base to defeat this monster sort of thing so they do that they blow up the whole um lizard's lair or whatever it's called <laughs> and then at the end it all settles down they've killed the monster and then it's just panthro and lion left at the end just kind of looking at each other going well i've lost the sword because the sword's been buried somewhere and they kind of go well how do we know which of us we can trust and then and then then thin cut to black and that's uh yeah that's it it's my thundercats uh, i mean thing crossover what i'll say louis <laughs> is that um i mean a suspicious man would go have you just taken the thing and put thundercats in it that's what a suspicious man would say or have i taken thundercats and put the thing in it well i mean came first <laughs> the thing or the thundercats it's I true mean, i mean thundercats i think just wasn't it no th- right, thing. the thing's based on it uh, like that's old... true yeah that's yeah you're quite right um for my casting this this is to hammer the point home even more for oh. lion i've gone wyatt russell Kurt oh, Russell's nice, son. Nice. i was just watching 22 <laughs> jump street yesterday and thinking yeah he is in that isn't he i like him yeah, He's a good reminds actor. me of um, quite a lot. yeah i didn't realize it was his son for so long as yeah, well yeah. like such a long time um he's an overlord as well isn't he um oh yeah and for panther i've gone with dwayne johnson obviously why not i mean why not but yeah the and Jitara, I've gone Samara weaving because I have to put her in everything. So it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that is my um, yeah. And I said Snarf is Patton Oswalt, but he doesn't last very long. So yeah. I mean, the more the quicker we kill off Snarf, the better Snarf. I like we we both had that same sort of thought, didn't we? It was just get rid of him. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he's the worst. Like yeah. I really like. I've never liked characters like that in shows anyway. Like is why when I bought when I bought He Man figures this year. I've waited to get Orko last mm. because, uh, you know, you just go, no, yeah. I hate those characters. But, um, yeah, I think in the 2011 remake, they didn't let him talk and it was a massive improvement mm. on the character. So, yeah, I do remember that, actually, yeah. I'm all for Snarf shutting up. So, I mean, I guess that is a bit of a challenge, though. How do we... I've got some ideas of how we put the two together. So, mm. I guess... Um, I guess now we just need to start kind of squishing our ideas together. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll find a way. No studio interference. Um, and then, oh no. Boys, 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 I can't talk for long. As you can see, I'm in the theatre. It's, it's Crying Baby the Musical. Uh, only so I can't speak long. Would do uh, one of these in a the theatre full of people. <laughs> During a pandemic. <laughs> So the <laughs> no social distance are going on there. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been in the theater and I had an epiphany. And what what this movie really really needs is a big musical number. Ooh. So I need <laughs> it. The whole thing doesn't need to be a musical, but we need one big strong musical number in there where all the cast are singing and there's a choreographed dance. I'm not saying it has to be Eye of Thundera instead of Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> but it could be it could be that anyway i've I've got to go act two of crying baby is about to start <laughs> hey thank you see i'm actually happy about that because 
one thing we, we differ on is that I love a musical and you don't. So, oh, well, see, so. we've talked about this before, <laughs> for those who don't know. I did think that I liked musicals, but then when I went through all my all the films that I like that are musicals, they're all like spoofs of musicals. So they're like mm. Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut and Team... They also seem to be written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Um, mm. Team America, World Police, uh, you know, I'm a big fan. Cannibal the Musical, love that. Uh, but you can start to see a pattern mm. evolving there. Um, is that a pattern, Oswald? Um, is, that, uh, is that all the musicals I like seem to be taking the piss out of musicals? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not quite I, do, I do have an idea of how we can incorporate it, though. Okay, let's um, do it. So, I mean, what do we want to keep from each uh, thing? Do we want to keep the general... Because I guess I can see a way to make the Siege movie and your movie kind of sync together a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, I like your sort of narrative. You've got more of a broader thing than I have. Mine's quite specific, kind of. Um, but I think we could keep that kind of general overlook and then maybe well, we, just like add in Trojan little bits horse. of one. I like the Trojan horse element of yours. And mm. I think it could work quite well for a Siege movie. Like... Maybe they're out explore. You know, they when they first come to this planet, um, they're out exploring um, this like the landscape, and um, Snarf goes running off and disappears, mm. and he goes missing, and they think, oh, you know, he's a little, like, he'll come back, you know. Um, if he doesn't, he doesn't. And um, yeah. our first inkling that something's wrong is um, Snarf appears all bedraggled during like the ceremony, rather than have Mumra come in, get shot out and come back twice. Because that was a bit of a problem I had with my narrative, was I thought I couldn't figure out a way around it. This is a good way. Is mm-hmm. when Mumra appears and then he gets shot out of the city limits the first time. Um, I thought that kind of puts a bit of a dampener on Mumra's power, really. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because he's mm. knackered, so we know that when he comes back in, he could get knackered again very easily. Mm. But if you have someone else. Right. So if you have like bedraggled snarf coming in during like the ceremony of like, you know, Lionel's having a shit time already, his snarf's disappeared and, um, you know, his dad's dead and he's got to become a king and he doesn't really want to. And uh, he's been seeing visions from the eye of Thundera. Maybe, maybe that story is old when time. Snarf goes missing. He goes to the eye of Thundera, like in the throne room to like ask it, give him sight beyond sight to see where snarf is. But he just gets like a, a flash of like weird, horrible, horrific images mm. of like bad things happening. And he's like, well, fuck's that? And then Jarg is like, stop messing around with that sword, you. You'll go blind. Uh, <laughs> come on. We've got to make you, you've got to come see your dad. He's going to die. So he goes to the throne room and he's there. Uh, uh, he goes to see his dad. And then it, 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 the ceremony, he's a bit downtrodden because like everything bad's happened to him. He's lost his schnaff and, um, you know, and his dad's dead and all that stuff, yeah. So then, during the ceremony, bedraggled Snarf comes in and he's like, oh, wicked, like, I like him, and he's come back. Um, <laughs> you know, and then Snarf explodes into, like, horrible, monstrous, like, deformities. Mm. Um, you know, and uh, starts, like, grabbing people. Because I did wrestle with the idea of perhaps, like... um I see the trouble is when you start with the siege movie, you very very quickly start to get into like Game of Thrones territory. So I've I was of cautious of like the dead Thundarians, then them coming to life as well. But that was the thing I considered. But perhaps 
we can have that thing with the snarf and they kill it and then but it's infected all those people we don't know that till later mm. you know what i mean like so they, yeah, they destroy the double trojan form. horse uh, so then it can play out in the, in that way where we've got the kind of the the trojan horse element is like the thing element um, mm. and then mumra uses from the outside the city walls uses like the zombies from inside to like you know the thing people like and it starts twisting all the Thundarians into like horrible, monstery creatures um, that the the main cats have got to fight, um, and then yeah, so then and then you can play it out with with the big scene where they use the Eye of Thundera cannon cat because I don't remember, but the toy was like um, was like a laser game as well. No, I don't. Yeah, so the 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 cat's lair toy shot like like infrared lasers out of its mouth and there was like a bad guy's i can't remember which one it was but one of the bad guy vehicles could shoot lasers back and you could like play like a laser tag game with it oh, right. um, so i thought oh, it'd be cool if we incorporated the toys into the into the film for that um so like we can have this laser cannon thing that kind of wipes out like you know the um you know it, it affects it, it destroys all people who were infected with that stuff or whatever you know mm. um but the musical number where does that go I, I quite like the idea of it being at the end i like when it's like a big celebration of things and maybe like um even the characters that are dead like mum oh, not dead but he's been defeated i suppose he's dead at the end of yours isn't he really? well but, I mean, um, my idea was that like he was destroyed the Skeletor, like, isn't it? you know you'd yeah. get like maybe like a, like an credit sequence where like you just see like the the two like the sarcophagus like closing like at the last minute mm. like laughing or you know like or grumbling or maybe whatever. he could like pop up in the musical number and go ah and then he just gets killed again like they're just like yeah here you but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like the idea of it being kind of a like the end of Return of the Jedi like a big celebration but then it just all the characters start singing and dancing as well Oh, well, I mean, we could have it at the celebration at the beginning, um, like like just before, like it could be like the Thundercats thing, like they sing like a song from Cats the Musical, because obviously yeah, like, yeah. they're from fucking they're Thundercats, so they're like <laughs> heading to, they're the only people in the galaxy or a thousand galaxies who like the film version of Cats. <laughs> I yeah? like that. That's quite good. So, like, yeah, it's crossover potential like, there. They're like, thank you for paving the way for our movement <laughs> by using. Uh, Leaps in technology to create humanoid cats. Um, so wait, we're we using the same tech from cats in our Thundercats uh, Yeah, movie? I thought so. Um, <laughs> oh my god! And they're like, that is gritty. Take, take the stage, Rebel Wilson, and she's like, yeah. Da, da, da. And it's a bit like um, the start scene in Return of the Jedi, but at the at the beginning where mm, nope. you know, like the remake of um, the of Jabba's palace, where mm. they have the band uh, Max Rebo and the yeah and the and the and the the whalers. Yeah, they're called. Um, <laughs> they have that band, so we got we got have it there, and like you know, it's like a it's like a homage to uh, the movie Cats because like you know it paved the way for Thundercats the movie to happen, and um, mm. and on their planet it was a huge roaring success, roaring success, nice. obviously. Um, obviously. And then yeah, so yeah, I guess and then the movie can play out as it does, um, and then you know if you're happy to keep that, and I really liked. Um, the idea of using the fact that the sword grows to like kill mm. oh, the yeah, bad guy. Yeah. I thought that was quite a lot. Yeah, 
originally again. I, I about that. that about halfway through, and I was like, "Oh no, that's like a that's like a that's a that's a finisher move." That it's a grower. <laughs> it is a grower. Um, well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like we've somewhat successfully combined our ideas and yeah, I think we've done well. Thundercats and technically the thing and the music <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's never been done before. And, and it hopefully will never, never will done. again. Never again. <laughs> um, okay, excellent. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone, uh, for another episode of Gritty Reboots. Uh, as always, if you leave your suggestions in the comments below for uh, things you'd like to see us reboot, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be films or cartoons or, uh, or comics or anything. It can be anything. Uh, it could be uh, a pack of biscuits. Uh, we're, uh-huh. we're, we're looking forward to uh, Bourbons versus Bourbon, the uh, classic biscuit versus alcohol <laughs> Amazing. Uh, movie. Um, or if, but it can be absolutely anything, like a chest of drawers. No, I mean, no, I, I, but something <laughs> you could turn into. I'm just looking at things around my room. <laughs> I uh, can tell. A ceramic pumpkin. Um, you know, uh, a PlayStation 4 remote. It could be anything. Um, this tape measure from Wilkinson's. You know, we can reboot anything if if you if it's suggested correctly. Um, so yeah, we've put these votes up on the Myco Facebook page. That's um, Facebook.com/slash Myco Entertainment Group, M Y C H O Entertainment Group. I'm not spelling the whole thing. Um, we put the votes up there. Um, I think usually at the start of the week, um, and then we try and kind of calculate them all by the end of the week, and then give ourselves no time to prepare pictures. Um, which is usually how it works. Um, but yeah, you can check out past episodes um, on our YouTube and uh, on anchor.fm slash Michael, M-Y-C-H-O, or at Michael.co.uk, M-Y-C-H-O.co.uk. Um, if you go there, we have a list of all the episodes there or where you can see them. Um, if you subscribe to Patreon, um, you're directly contributing to making these, which is really, really helpful to us. Um, and... Obviously, it helps us have time to do things like this, um, as well as making movies and stuff. And uh, if any films we make, you get credits on there. So you can support that from, like, I think it's like a pound or $2 a month. Or you can pay annually. I think it's about £10 a year or something like that, $12 mm. a year, uh, which is nothing to be sniffed at. Um, you know, that's uh, that's quite a good deal. Um, and with that, you get... So we do currently do four show, four podcasts a month plus short films, plus there's comic books and all sorts of other things that we kind of, uh, that are exclusive to that Patreon. And you get all the podcasts about a month early, uh, sometimes longer, sometimes not quite that long, but it's around about a month. You get them about four weeks early. Um, If you go to mygod.co.uk, you can also uh, pick up movies, t-shirts, you know, packets of crisps. No, not packets of crisps, but other stuff. Um, You know, there's loads to keep you busy. Um, In the meantime, like I say, We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your suggestions for stuff we should reboot next. Uh, I think our next one will probably be some kind of Christmas special, uh, as it'll be landed on the Patreon in December, uh, and then in January it'll probably land in uh, land on YouTube and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you for joining me this week, Lewis. Thank you. You're welcome. That's it. <laughs> there we go. That's the end of the show. So uh, until next time, don't say goodbye. Just say. Au revoir. He's the greatest in the galaxy. (laughs) Bye.